After a very long wait, two things are happening here on Thursday, November 4th. One, Jack Eichel has been traded by the Buffalo Sabres to the Vegas Golden Knights. Going to talk about what that means for our Boston Bruins. And two, the Bruins are finally back in action tonight against the Detroit Red Wings after not playing since Saturday. Let's get into it, shall we? Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Like I said, today is Thursday, November 4th. The Bruins back in action tonight against the Detroit Red Wings on home ice. It's a bit chilly here where I am, hence the meth bear tooth that I am rocking this morning. First off, I want to thank you for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So whatever podcast app you use, whether you're an Apple user, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Pocket Casts, uh, please do smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to listen, download, download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be so very much appreciated. We're also on YouTube, so you can subscribe to the Locked On Bruins YouTube channel and get uh, the podcast in video form every day. If you're on Twitter, you can follow along at Locked NHL Bruins. Uh, the podcast is the same handle on Instagram. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. If you hear some background noise, our new kitten Bessie is uh, causing a little ruckus over there, playing with uh, my wife's purse or something like that, I think. Anyways, big breaking news here on Thursday morning. Uh, Darren Dreger, I believe, had it first. The Buffalo Sabres trading Jack Eichel and a 2023 third-round pick to the Vegas Golden Knights for Peyton Krebs. I believe he was the 17th overall pick in 2019. Alex took a first round pick in 2022 and a third round pick in 2023. This comes after a lot of speculation on Wednesday evening that the Calgary Flames were preparing a huge package for Eichel. It was believed that uh, Matthew Kachuk was involved, perhaps Sean Monaghan, uh, a former first-round pick, unnamed, like uh, Dylan Dubé or Jacob Pelletier, perhaps. Seems like at the moment, perhaps that was floated out in order to put the pressure on Vegas, which is where uh, the deal was ultimately uh, done. Now, just wanted to briefly touch on what this means for the Boston Bruins. There's a few things in my mind. Uh, first of all, it obviously means Jack Eichel will not become a member of the Boston Bruins anytime soon. There was, you know, some hope, some wishful thinking that the Massachusetts native would somehow end up playing for his hometown team. You know, we saw him around town quite a bit uh, this offseason. 
hanging out with some Bruins, skating with some Bruins, attending Red Sox games with some Bruins, uh, uh, a combination of Jack Eichel and Charlie McAvoy would have been just, uh, yeah, just an amazing center defenseman franchise player combo as good as any around the league, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Eichel was drafted in 2015, the infamous draft that the Bruins whiffed on two of their three first round picks, arguably. I think Jake DeBrusque at that pick, you know, it kind of holds up. But um, the fact that, yeah, the Bruins aren't able to swing for Eichel kind of goes back to that draft because they don't have the assets. Uh, they also didn't have the cap space, but you know, if they had had uh, some more hits at that draft, perhaps they would have had more assets to offer the uh, Sabres in return. Now it's quite possible that Buffalo didn't want to trade within the Atlantic division, which is totally understandable. I think they would have been reluctant to deal with Boston after the Taylor Hall trade, which uh, the Bruins very much won. But again, having Eichel, a Massachusetts kid, playing for the Boston Bruins would have been uh, pretty amazing. That's obviously not happening. On the flip side, on the positive side, uh, Jack Eichel is no longer in the Atlantic Division. He's been traded out west. That's kind of the best case scenario. You know, the hope or the thought was, you know, he might go to one of the California teams like Anaheim or Los Angeles who are loaded with prospects. Uh, Calgary came up. Uh, Vegas ultimately is where he went. There was some talk that he could go to the Rangers, uh, which would not would have not been ideal uh, for the Bruins or for any Eastern Conference team. Getting him out of the East, getting him out of the Atlantic is uh, a bonus for uh, for all the teams in the East, including our Boston Bruins. Make no mistake, Jack Eichel. You know he uh, obviously had a down season last year. Uh, he still has to go through this uh, neck surgery, a disc uh, replacement in his neck, which I believe will happen soon. And uh, that's one of the benefits of this trade for him. Obviously, he gets to have the procedure that he has wanted all along. And uh, that was part of the agreement to trade him to Vegas uh, that they're saying, yeah, go ahead, get the treatment that you want. Uh, it's your body. We trust the doctors who say this is fine. Go ahead and do it. Now, he won't be back in time for the Olympics, unfortunately, uh, but he will be back following that break, I believe, uh, if all goes well. And uh, it's kind of like a trade deadline acquisition for, uh, for Vegas, all things considered. But they can also put him on LTIR and maybe pick someone up in the meantime. They do have a lot of injuries with Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone. So, what it means for the Bruins. One, he's not going to become a member of the Bruins. Two, he's outside of the Bruins division. Three, it's all a reminder that the Bruins, like I mentioned yesterday, will need a number one center uh, at some point in the very, maybe not very near future, but in the next couple of years at the very least. Patrice Bergeron not getting any younger although we do pray that he does uh you know he is in the final year of his contract likely will take things year by year from here on out but there's a chance he could retire at the end of the season 
And going back to 2015, you know, the Bruins had a chance to draft a, a Matt Barzell down the middle. They had a number one center in Tyler Sagan in 2010 uh, that they drafted. They decided to trade him. Um, at the time, they had Bergeron, Krejci in their primes. So it kind of made sense. But now looking back, you know, to have Sagan, who has developed into a number one center, he's had some injury issues of his own. But when he's healthy, uh, he is a number one center in the NHL. Um, you know, they say it's difficult to acquire a number one center. The Stars did it with Sagan. They also traded for Jason Spezza, who was still very good at the time. Uh, the Canadians dealt Max Pacioretty to Vegas and got Nick Suzuki in return. He's a number one center, or future number one center at the very least. And so the Bruins now, you know, it would have been nice, like I said, to be able to have some cap space, to be able to have the assets to acquire a Jack Eichel, to set them up at that position for the next decade or so. Now they're left, um, yeah, still looking to acquire a number one center or draft and develop a number one center. Uh, there's nobody really in the pipeline that I see that could fill that role. All due respect to Jack Stanika. I don't see him as a number one guy. You know, John Beecher, Trent Frederick are centers that they've drafted. Uh, Brett Harrison, they just drafted, you know, not quite at that level. So all in all, the Bruins left with um, some decisions to make in the near future as to how they were going to approach that position. And ultimately, Jack Eichel, uh, again, probably mostly a pipe dream acquisition, especially with their cap situation, lack of assets, but that would have been very nice. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's going to Vegas. He's going to get the surgery. Uh, won't be able to play in the Olympics, but could be back in time for uh, a playoff run and to, uh, yeah, help Vegas finally get over that hump after they've been trying. Well, since they came into the league, they've been uh, very competitive. So Jack Eichel off to um, Vegas. And if you want to put some money down on Vegas winning the cup, you can do so at bet online. It's your number one spot for all betting action this season. They have a new web interface for the start of hockey and basketball. There's more props, odds, and lines than ever before. You can head to their updated uh, website, desktop, or mobile, uh, and sign up today for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Again, they have you covered for basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC. They even have some of your favorite Vegas casino games. Uh, promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. So please. Hit that subscribe button, not too hard, or else you will hear from the uh, Department of Podcast Safety. Uh, and yeah, get on the, the YouTube train. I uh, would really appreciate uh, some additional subscribers to that channel. Uh, even if you can't watch every day, just subscribe, and uh, you'll have the option of watching. Now, the Bruins, they'll be playing tonight 
against the Detroit Red Wings at TD Garden. And it will be Jeremy Swayman who's getting the call in net. His fourth start of the season. First start since uh, a loss last week in Carolina. Uh, the Bruins will go with Linus Allmark on Saturday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Swayman, in regards to the long breaks in the schedule, which are even longer for him because he's been sitting out in uh, stead of Allmark, who's been getting the starts. He said he's taking it day by day. He's learned that in pro hockey, especially, it's rare that they get this much time off, something that you want to cherish at the same time and make sure your body is prepared to get back into game mode. They've done a great job with that. Conditioning on the ice practices have been a hundred percent. That's the culture in Boston every day. They've gotten more prepared and better uh, to, to play. Uh, he said, of course he loves playing something you prepare for. Make sure during the off season that you're ready to play day in and day out, no matter what the schedule is, when it does come going to be prepared. He's been off to a bit of a rough start one and two with a save percentage of 893. But uh, he says he's still taking some positives from his three starts. He's always learning. When you don't have a game that goes your way, you want to take the positives and work toward the next game. He said he thought the Carolina game was a good bounce back. Didn't get the result they wanted, but uh, things they were doing in practices every day, harping on in video, going to be ready to play when he gets the chance, and that will be tonight. Uh, Bruce Cassidy has been pleased with Swayman's performance, but acknowledges it will be key for him to get as many reps as possible as the season progresses. Uh, they haven't changed their opinion on him based on this start. He's a real good goaltender, just needs to play. Needs to play some games to build up some stamina, some game situations, some confidence. Linus was in the same boat early on. Now he's played a little bit more. He's got the confidence, and he's starting to come around. So. It's going to be that balancing act for Bruce Cassidy to uh, determine when uh, to call upon Swayman, when to call upon Ulmark. And, uh, of course, there's always the possibility that Tuka Rask could be added to the mix uh, later on this season, and they'll kind of, uh, yeah, cross that bridge when they uh, – determine whether or not to sign him and if he's ready to come back. Uh, the good news practice on Wednesday was that Patrice Bergeron was back after taking a maintenance day on Tuesday. So he should be back in the lineup tonight. Uh, I believe it will be a similar lineup to the other night. Uh, Craig Smith back, Curtis Lazar on the third line, Frederick um, Kuhlman, Nozick on the, the fourth line. And uh, yeah, It'll be nice to see the Bruins get back in action here for sure tonight. Uh, Bruce Cassidy was asked about the uh, decision to gather the team together to watch the Kyle Beach interview on TSN over the weekend. He said it's a very current situation. It's been talked about everywhere. Uh, he said the next day he watched the interview and thought it was very powerful, and he thought that the players would benefit from it. At the end of the day, there's a lot of different people that let this kid down. That's how he took it. Uh, he thought if he talked to Bergy, it would be a good uh, idea for the group together to watch it. Didn't want to force it on the team, he said. Some stuff as a coach, you have to let the players decide. Some things are non-negotiable. 
This one he highly recommended. Bergeron agreed. Hopefully something good comes of it. And the uh, players kind of see that and how they're going to treat their own as well. So again, like I mentioned yesterday, it's all about that accountability in the room within the organization. And everybody kind of knows now that they are able to, yeah, speak up if something uh, happens and that there's increased accountability within the organization. So yeah, the Bruins, like I said, they play tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. Detroit comes in here. Uh, let's see. They are off to a pretty good start, all things considered. They lost uh, their last game against Montreal. It should be noted that one of their best players, Tyler Bertuzzi, was not in the lineup because he's unable to travel to Canada uh, because he hasn't been vaccinated. The Red Wings, they've played 10 games. They're 4-4-2. Four, four, Two points ahead of the Bruins with uh, three more games played. They have a minus five goal differential, which is bottom three in the Atlantic division. They are led in scoring by, um, let's see, Tyler Bertuzzi, who has nine go- nine points Sorry, in seven games, six goals, three assists. Uh, Lucas Raymond the very talented rookie. He also has nine points, four goals, five assists. Uh, Moritz Sider, another talented rookie, has uh, eight points in 10 games. So they have some, uh, yeah, very talented offensive players. Not sure who will get the call in net, whether it will be Alex Nedeljkovic or uh, Thomas Grice. Nedeljkovic has a 9-11 save percentage. Uh, Grice at 9.05. Uh, so, yeah. Should be a, a fun game. Always good to see uh, an original six matchup. And uh, that game will go tonight at uh, 7 p.m. And you can follow along at Locked NHL Bruins at ENC McLaren uh, for some in-game tweets from that one. And I'll have a post-game video up on YouTube as well. Now let's uh, finish off with some other news and notes from around the NHL. Obviously, the big story is Vegas acquiring uh, Jack Eichel here on Thursday morning. They're going to have to um, do some gymnastics when it comes to uh, the salary cap. They're well over at the moment. Uh, cap hit right now, $88 million, which is, of course, higher than the salary cap they do have some guys who are injured obviously they can put Eichel on injured reserve uh so yeah they're gonna have to do some cap gymnastics there but I'm sure they will figure it all out uh what else is going on here the Hurricanes extended their season opening win streak to nine games by beating Chicago last night uh when it comes to NHL scoring The Edmonton Oilers superstars are at it again. They rank 1-2 in points this season after last night's game against... uh, Who did they play last night? I think they played St. Louis? I can't remember. Anyways, Leon Dreisaitl, 9 goals, 11 assists through 20 games... Or sorry, through 9 games for 20 points. Connor McDavid, 7 goals... 12 assists for 19 points through nine games. 
They lead the NHL in scoring, ranking one and two. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is up there as well. He's got zero goals, but 13 assists to rank uh, in a tie for fifth in scoring. So the Oilers off to a very good start uh, for sure. Going back to Kyle Beach for one second, uh, former Blackhawks video coach, Brad Aldrich, his name has been stamped out of the Stanley Cup. The Blackhawks requested Aldrich's name be removed uh, after the independent investigation confirmed the sexual assault allegations against him by former Blackhawks prospect Kyle Beach. Uh, So if you see the cup now, there are X's over Aldrich's name. Uh, Argument to be made that some other members of that cup winning team should have their names X'd out as well, including the coach and the general manager. COVID still a concern around the NHL. Uh, Sidney Crosby placed on COVID protocol after testing positive. He has mild symptoms, uh, so that's not great. It goes to show you how even though if you get vaccinated, there's still the risk of catching it. Obviously, it uh, reduces the impact of COVID, and hopefully Sid is uh, up and on his feet uh, sooner than later. Anytime he's not playing uh, is not great for, for the game, for sure. And uh, I think that's pretty much it for Locked On Boston Bruins for Thursday, November 4th. Again, Jack Eichel out of the Atlantic, off to Vegas. I'm still advocating for uh, Dylan Strome to be acquired by the Boston Bruins. I got a question on Twitter this morning uh, suggesting he's perhaps pretty much the same as Charlie Coyle. I'd point back to his 51 points in 58 games for the Blackhawks back in 2018-19. I believe that's uh, higher than what Charlie Coyle has uh, ever put up in his career. His career high in points is, let me do a quick uh, goog here. Charlie Coyle's career high in points is 56 in 82 games back in 2016-17. So that was a higher clip for Dylan Strom. I don't think he's necessarily a number one center, but he is a number two for sure. And, uh, you know, just acquiring talent down the middle is something the Bruins really need to do. And uh, I'd like to see them uh, make a play for him for sure. Um, he's only making $3 million this season. They could easily make it work if they're able to sweeten the pot and get uh, John Moore sent the other way, perhaps. Uh, so we'll see if the Bruins uh, do anything in response to the Echo trade or if this trade kind of triggers any further movement around the NHL. Anyways, thanks so much for uh, making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. I would recommend that you uh, now check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast hosted by uh, Scott Cullen. He's got decades of experience to help you win your uh, fantasy league, whether it's uh, head-to-head, points, weekly, daily, however your league is structured. He's got all the uh, hot waiver wire pickups and buy-low trade candidates for you over there. Be back tomorrow with uh, a recap of tonight's game and uh, the latest episode of This Week in Hockey. I hope you're all having a great week. Almost at the weekend now. I'm excited about the uh, game on Saturday for sure. And uh, we'll preview that one tomorrow as well. 
Happy Thursday, friends. Happy Diwali to all those who are celebrating. And uh, catch you tomorrow. Take care, friends.